episode of money lab i'm your host matt i wish i was a little bit taller i wish i was a baller jivanisi and joining me is the founder of listenmoneymatters.com and the co-host of listen money matters podcast andrew Fiebert. hey man hey dude but you are a baller uh, am i yeah i mean yeah i'm pretty sure a baller you might be All the right. only one that i actually know there's a lot that, of fake ballers what is what is a baller a baller is somebody who um plays basketball uh yes so i am definitely not a baller Mm. i I would play with my balls sometimes maybe back in the day it was baseball you know yeah oh that's true i I thought it was somebody who buys things um not really not like okay there's the person who buys expensive things because they want everyone to know that they just bought expensive things like that one time joe bought a round of beer and it's five years later and he's still reminding you and then there's (laughs) right there's there's a real baller who just bought the rounds it didn't even matter didn't think twice about it or or bought a nice thing for other people whatever okay that just sounds like a good person yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right so someone with loose purse strings yeah all right well how's uh how's business good actually actually very very good oh that the uh, my top secret business blew it out of the park beyond nice. belief. Um, more than compensated for LMM's issue, mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I'm thinking I'm getting brown hairs back. My cool. gray, my grays are reverting. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even know if that was possible, but <laughs> that's good. To, that's good to know. Are you just using just for men? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing the spray on. Um, right. Yeah. 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 All right. That's good. And now New Year's hit. I mean, this is like the this is the Listen Money Matters like bump, right? In the new year, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But okay. we have we have marching orders for work there, so our right. work is cut out for us. How cool. about you, dude? Uh, I good. I mean, good. You know, I'm I I have to. Uh, I I'm not procrastinating. Yesterday was New Year's Day, and I kind of like hung out all day on the couch because I drank a lot on new year's eve but what's a lifestyle um, I, business if not for the lifestyle yeah right we're not <laughs> we're not fucking off on a couple days but i did a um you know every every month i do like my general overview of like how well we did the past month and like stats like oh that's traffic. every time i take a shit i review my stats. <laughs> yeah i do well i do it once i do it once a month and or i do it at the beginning of every new month right so if it's december 1st i'm you know going back through all the numbers of uh, November and literally adding them into a spreadsheet and then doing it in, like a total assessment in written form in like word format. Mm. I have not done that yet because hungover. Uh, so I have to do that. I do know that we, I did a year in review on money lab and swim university grew traffic wise by only like 9%. Okay. Right. But we, you know, it's all, that's all super relevant traffic, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so it grew by, and we have less posts. Like we got rid of, po- like we have less posts than we did in 2018 and we have 9% more traffic. Mm. So that's good. Um, but we made the same, we didn't, you know, I think we only increased by like 12% in revenue or no, 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 that's not true. Uh, over, I forget, I mean, I have to go back in the post, but basically 
Um, Swim University grew. The real interesting thing, and I'm just going to pull it up because I think this is interesting in general. But so, yeah, Swim University traffic grew by 9.2%. Mm-hmm. We went from 4.5 billion to 4.9 million a year. It's okay. a lot of extra people. I know it's only 9%, but that's like how many football stadiums filled of people? Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's a ridiculous amount of people. And yet somehow I only have 21,000 email subscribers. And I've had <laughs> that number for so long. So that's something that will um, that I'm going to get into in 2020. Do people who uh, own pools have email addresses? That That's the more burning question. Yeah. Uh, one, of the, one of the big things is uh, we... We ended up doing, we broke $100,000 in digital product sales. Dude, grats. That's, that was huge. Thank you. Um, and some university, you know, by and large, the biggest, you know, factor I think we did. Uh, you roughly don't think. Tell me exactly. You know exactly. $365,000 in revenue. Fuck yeah, man. In, 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 uh, or for just Money Lab. Or sorry, for just Swim University. Now, Brew Cabin's the really interesting one because... Traffic increased by 234%. This is Brew Cabin, you said. Brew Cabin. Mm. And we published zero articles mm. in 2019. That's so we've awesome. done with zero growth in, as far as content. And yet, uh, t- we, we basically quad, uh, tripled traffic. Did income move in line? Yes. Mm. Yes. I don't know. I don't have the traffic. I don't have the revenue numbers, but we did $9,221 in revenue at Brew Cabin. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And that was zero work. Like zero. <laughs> didn't even touch it, which is crazy. So it's like, oh my God, if I put any effort into that, we should be all right. Uh, and then Money Lab did really well this year. We, 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 um, we created a new course, the Affiliate Marketing Video Course. We created a, the WordPress plugin, or sorry, the WordPress uh, theme, which has done really well, by the way. Mm. I know you were scared. Not a single person has come back with like problems. Like actually, I got people responding that like they installed the theme and it just works. That's like, it's awesome. Just, right. I'm like, your support well, because- site is nice. And I like how it is also a demo of the theme. Yeah, it, it is like the theme. Inception-esque. Yes. And it's like, that is the theme. Like you download that. That's what you get the theme um, the with theme. all those colors and everything. So that worked out really well. And uh, affiliate wise, we did about 2,800 for the year. And that was mostly ConvertKit affiliate stuff. Mm. And digital mostly product. Thomas re- Frank. Mostly Tom- <laughs> Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. And then digital product revenue was about 25,000. Mm. So pretty like about $2,000 a month. Uh, and then. I have Lasso here. We we were trying to get up to fifteen hundred recurring rev fifteen hundred fifteen thousand recurring revenue, and we ended up at about nineteen hundred recurring mm. revenue. And I did post about that on Twitter. People are like, "You should be very proud of that." So December was our biggest month. We did like mm-hmm. thirty four hundred in like revenue. So there's mm-hmm. you know because we got yearly upgrades and stuff like that. Cool. Um, and for the year, we brought in about twenty. I think it was like twenty to twenty five thousand dollars. Which sweet. That's that's money. And so if we just triple it every year, I think we'll, yeah, we'll have a business good. soon. Yeah. And um, my so my increase, we increased revenue by like total across the all the brands I mentioned, not including Lasso. Uh, we increased by twelve point two nine percent. That's a great growth rate. It is. I was a little disappointed in it. 
Well, maybe the maybe the better question is how much did you decrease costs? And so what was the actual profit increase? And tell me you wrote that down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the difference, but we cut our expenses by 36.76%. Uh, I mean, I couldn't clap loud enough. Dude, yeah. that is awesome. That yeah. is king. That's king shit. Yeah. So we, yes, we profited way more this year. Mm. Yes. Who cares if you make more money? It's about keeping it. Right. It's about keeping it. So, yeah, that's uh, so I have to say that business is good. Up and to the right. Up and to the right. Um, so, speaking of business, like we do on the show, uh, we're going to talk about our favorite business tools and gear that we use to run our businesses. I believe we've done an episode like this before. We're going to do it again because things always change. Before we get started, this episode is brought to you by... Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out that's moneylab.co slash pro all right so we're talking about all the tools and gear we use to run our businesses i get lots of questions about what i use to manage different parts of my work so in this episode we're going to cover all of it software podcast gear bookkeeping tools we're talking about everything we use and why we use it and i think you and I have similar lists. I was, so. I was just looking at it, and I guess uh, it maybe speaks to how frequently we, we, we collaborate. Talk. I'm yeah. like, this is my list. I mean, it's, okay. it's our list. Yeah. So I, I kind of just want to like really knock it out quickly. Yeah, sure. All right. So I'll, I'll, run the, I'll run the engine, and then I'll ask you to chime in mm. with little b- bits and pieces. So uh, about website software and plugins. WP Engine. Is what we use to host our websites. Why do we do that? Because their tooling is like second to none. Anyone can put your website online. Honestly, it's not even that fast with WP Engine. Doesn't matter. The tooling to manage your site or Uh sites is just the best. Now, you've used Kinsta before, right? Mm -hmm. I so wanted it to be. I was like, I bought all their feature things. I was stalking out for days. Obviously, moving one of your if you move Swim University, your balls would be in your throat for yeah. weeks because <laughs> right. you know it's it's a thing. Yeah, could go balls. Down. Yeah, you know, right. I'm a baller. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they're in my yeah. throat. Uh, nailed it. Uh, so WP Engine was the thing that you know, uh, and I've gotten that. You know, people in the industry who I trust were just like, go to WP Engine, go to WP Engine. And so I continue to stay on it because it's still good. Yeah. 
Uh, we use it with Cloudflare as our DNS management system. You turn me on the Cloudflare. Uh, why do we use Cloudflare? And so Cloudflare is why it does not matter at all if WP Engine performs well. Because okay. for $20 a month, you could have your website be the fastest website it could ever buy. Well, actually, yeah, you're right. For free. I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't, you don't we even pay need 20. to pay $20. Um, it, your website could live its best website life on Cloudflare. Yes. Being insanely fast, optimizing all this ridiculous stuff. Super easy. It is really the hero behind the scenes. Yeah. And I believe in everything. And, and basically what it is, it's, it's a... It's a mid. It's kind of like a, a middleman between like you typing in a domain and the browser and the the hosting company grabbing that information from the host, right? And it's like it does that for you and then stores it temporarily in this like middle purgatory type of thing mm-hmm. on and the, in their data that. center. So like right. your visitors never actually hit your WP Engine server. So it's actually going to be really cheap to run your sites on WP Engine because no one hits the server. They all hit Cloudflare right. and it's free. Until you clear the cache, and then it has to re-hit right. the server again, and then collect that, and then, yeah, move And the forward. amount of hits that hit WP Engine maybe speaks to how poor your configuration in Cloudflare is. Right. Now, to, now you can do Cloudflare for free if you don't have all these rules that you write. And, and honestly, I could go back and look and see if I even need it, but I, I do like some of the things that it offers in the, in, the, in the $20 a month program per website. WP Engine is not cheap. Mm-mm. I think but, it's $35 for a single site. And that's up to a certain amount of like hits. I think it's like a hundred thousand hits a month or something. If even that, yeah, yeah. So it ain't cheap. It's not like Bluehost, but man, don't use Bluehost, mm. please. Yeah. Love God. Uh, but even if you were setting it up on Cloudflare, would improve it in infinitely. Yeah, it would speed it up. Yeah, and and probably call it, and it, and your site would go down much less. Yeah. And look, Cloudflare is a CDN, but even that is like downplaying it. Like you cannot compare it to like Mac CDN or any of these other like bullshit. Right. Well, a CDN content delivery network. Mm. It's just I still don't really understand why you would need a CDN. So instead of your dinky $35 a month server or really virtual shared hosting yes. serving your images, you get like the entire uh, backbone of Cloudflare serving your images with data centers across the world. So, oh well, right. If I live it in is India, a, it is the a image is served from India. No, yeah. I'm saying, why would you need a Max something like Max CDN? If like that, that was kind of the they had a great affiliate program, and so the uh, phase one of the internet was like put your images on a CDN, put your images somewhere else. So people probably are integrated with Max CDN or or Key CDN or whatever these things are because their images are served there, which is important. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But that's like table stakes these days. Right. Okay. Um, we use Ahrefs, mm, which yes. is a uh, SEO tool, an SEO research tool, mm. and an SEO audit tool. Yeah. I've grown to use a lot of their... They're like a... a what, what was you? You had this phrase that you were doing. Oh, they're a sweet suite of SEO tools? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always think of it like that. Yeah. They just have a lot of individual pieces that sing together um now it's expensive that's the biggest complaint Mm. like was because in my seo for bloggers course i do a lot of work in hrefs and people are like well what can i use other than hrefs to do the same kind of work and that doesn't cost as much as hrefs and i'm like well i mean even if you were to go to something like sem rush which is still kind of like up there in price and so is moz like those are the only two and then there's like 
I think there's like something like Raven tools and mm. I don't know. There's, there's other things and you can piecemeal all these little like tools together. Uh, but I just found, you know, through your recommendation again, that HRS just kind of did it all and has the best, most reliable data. Cause they have like the second fastest web crawler behind Google's. Mm. So I, I think it is, if you are, like we do, I mean, our sites are SEO driven, so it just makes sense for us. And yes, it's like a hundred bucks a month, but I don't know. I mean, I run four sites on it, so kind of worth it for me, especially because like that's where my traffic comes from. So it's important that I keep track of things. And it's not and, just ideas for your existing sites. It's ideas for new sites. It's yeah. like someone reaches out and they're a competitor or whatever. It's judging other people's things. It, it kind of like you understand the playing field. Now, if you just had Listen Money Matters, mm-hmm. you know, or the other site, like that was all you did. You just and you just wanted one site. Would you the, still pay for Ahrefs? So the other site is like literally all an Ahrefs play. You are well yeah. aware we yes. live in zero to three difficulty terms. Yeah, business this year did over two fifty. But do you continually use Ahrefs every yeah. single month on it? one of the first things I do in the morning is like literally just look at my overview page of my sites and see if uh-huh. I gained keywords and what okay. the movements are. Um, so yeah, the team, our, our process of writing is based on research in Ahrefs. Mm-hmm. Like we create cards in Asana and they pull the information in. Um, we look at competitors. So it's like, what do we make? I don't know. What are other people making? We start there. Right. So you use it as a, your, it's the first step to creating content on your websites. Yes. So it's kind of like you kind of need it for that. And yes, it's expensive in the grand scheme of things because that's, the again, the biggest complaint I get. But uh, if that's the kind of business you're running, like it's like, I mean, it's not as expensive as email marketing. And look, if you're just starting out, I think like the great strategy is you kind of like plot out your site, you come up with your topics, whatever, do a bunch of pre-work sign up for that $7 seven day trial and just for seven days all you do is Ahrefs work and just research the shit out of everything related to your niche then cancel your trial sorry Tim Um, yeah build up well well, hold on build up the site right Mm. and then you'll need it yeah and then you come (laughs) back like like, listen money matters we're repositioning essentially the whole site because of our SEO issue whatever that Ahrefs is deeply involved in that I think you need it when you have a big site that's true. Yeah. I mean, I certainly need it, especially when you have multiple sites. It's like even more valuable. Mm. Uh, okay. Moving on. Lasso. Which I've is heard our, great things. I've heard. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> that's our plugin. Full disclosure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been using a form of Lasso for five years. So to me, it's probably the most valuable. I don't know. I, it's probably the most valuable tool that i have and and i pay for lasso yes same i just i just bought the year each of my sites pay for lasso separately why well one of them is technically oh right 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 so um yeah lasso is an affiliate link manager is the unsexy way to say it we're learning sexy ways to say it yeah or just practical ways to like sell it um born of the needs of us yeah if you if yeah i mean like it was it, it it it's kind of a mix between, you know, years ago when I created, uh, when you were like, hey, you have this, at, you, you, you know, years ago you told me to switch to Amazon as my affiliate program because I was doing all these like smaller e-commerce sites 
and you're like, well, Amazon has their own API. You should build some sort of like thing that taps the API and updates the price and you can create these display boxes. And so I did that. Oh, did you not want to do it, though? Oh, I did not want to do it. No, because I didn't know how to really code. But you're like, you can code. You'll figure it out. And I did. It was good for you. It was a good. uh, Yeah, it took me a couple months, but I did it. Kicking and screaming. Yep. (laughs) I learned how I learned how to, you know, parse uh, API data and, you know, um, and I, it was all ba- it was all based on short code. So I would create a little short code and it would populate this little box. And then people started asking me about, like, how are you making these boxes? Like, and m- what I mean by that is like, you know, I, you know, you would scroll down our page learning about pool algae. And then there'd be a box that says, like, buy this shock on Amazon. It's, you know, thirty nine dollars. And here's the picture and here's the title of it. And um, I just saw an increase in conversion rate when I did that. and. Again, I've been using it ever since. I ended up turning it into a plugin called Ernest, which I sold for a year. And then you were working on Lasso, which did, which had Ernest pieces in it, but mostly it was like it was how more do you reports ta- and stuff. It was more reports and like taking existing affiliate links and being able to switch them or like turn them on to affiliate links. Like mm-hmm. if you had a link to uh, Pool Shock, but it wasn't monetized, quote unquote, you could flip a toggle and it would become monetized. Mm-hmm. And so we just married those two things together, and that's what Lasso is. Um, so it's like it, you can manage everything from one dashboard, and you know, not to make this a commercial or anything, but that's yeah. I think it's you know, get Lasso.co if you want to go into that. <laughs> and and also like Nailed respectively it. like WPEngine.com, Cloudflare.com, a a or a hrefs or a hrefs i just can't i get something in my head and that's it it's just yeah well because it has the word it's a h r e f s dot com um some other plugins kind of you know honorable mention plugins because mm. I, I mean uh yoast seo kind of have to have I it i couldn't imagine a website without it yeah shit I, like I, your site map you just mm-hmm. need it you just it's, need it it's just good at that and you can piecemeal it but it's also free and don't do that. Yeah. Just and like, why? Like everyone, they have like yeah. 20 some odd million installs. If you have yeah. any help, need help, just Google it. Like, there are other ones that I heard are better, but none mm. of them are as trustworthy as Yoast. Mm. So kind of just sticking with them. And there's a paid version of Yoast, which I don't think that you should buy because there's a plugin called redirection that is free. I told does. you I stopped paying for Yoast, right? You did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same. I mean, yeah, I wanted it to be good after years of site building, and looking at their stupid upsells. I'm like, fine. Yeah. I think it was like eighty dollars. Yeah, for the year. Yeah. Yep. I kind of, you know, I used to tell people to pay for Yoast because of the redirection thing, and then I really wanted that internal linking like scan thing to work, and it just it's didn't. bad. It's bad. Um, but Yoast is a great free plugin. Uh, you. What do you use for your image compression? I use Imageify now. You do? I used to use... Um, Smush? Uh, no. Uh, w- oh, oh, oh. Ew. Ew, ew, yes. I used to use ew. E-E-E-W, um, right? Yeah. Or E-W-W-W? Yeah, E-W-W-W dot I-O. Um, yeah. It's great. Uh, it just, at the end of the day, um, the interface was slightly better with Imageify. Yeah. I think maybe ew, slightly compressed images better. Uh, we're talking like diminishing returns of right. If you're using Cloudflare, uh, it doesn't really matter. Right. So, uh, so I use Imageify as well um, because I bought WP Rocket and WP Rocket owns Imageify, and so I got a discount on Imageify. Mm. 
uh, WP Rocket. You don't use WP Rocket. Uh, so WP Rocket is kind of like an all-in-one solution for a bunch of different speed-related things. Um, you use a collection of other free stuff to do what I do. So like I minify H- Right. So minifying HTML and CSS, I do with WP Rocket because I pay for it, but you use uh, auto-optimize, which mm. is free, which is what I used before. Um, the re- And then you built your own lazy load for images. Mm-hmm. And the, that was the biggest reason I switched to WP Rocket is because not that I was using your custom code, but I didn't feel like writing custom code for lazy loading videos. And WP Rocket had already done that. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. And then they, you know, there's other things it, it does, like heartbeat control, um, which is like what? Like little things that happen behind the scenes you know, of WordPress. I did heartbeat control because I thought I was paying for it and maybe yeah. minusculely. And it wound up causing my writers to lose their work because their yeah. posts weren't auto-saving. And yeah. so I, I felt bad. I disabled it. Yeah. Uh, so it also connects with Cloudflare, which I like mm. because, oh, it does. yeah. So like in the top black bar or like in the top bar in WordPress, there's a drop down, and I can mm. hit clear Cloudflash, Cloudflare cache. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of nice, but I use a Cloudflare when you, plugin. Yeah. Well, the, the only thing it doesn't do is if you if you update a post, it won't bust the cache on that post. Mm. So that kind of blows, but I just hit that and. Or I'll just hit, or I'll just go into the post and I don't know. Oh my god, clearing the full cache on a site. I know. I've done one post that would give me like. We just don't. Yeah, it's it's not that doesn't happen that often. So I'm um, a cache it, purist. I know. I it, it's um, I recommend WP Rocket just because it's an easy interface. It will it's very get you ninety percent of the way there yeah. for whatever costs a year, and it'll be easy. Yeah, but if you wanted to do it. If you wanted to like, t- you know, plug in eyes all the little different pieces that it does. I need custom can. everything because yeah. I'm just whatever. So I thought I did too. Hmm. And speaking of, uh, well, we'll get to that. Um, speak. Well, you know what? Let's just get to it. Speaking hmm. of custom, right? When I was, when I f- created my first product for some university. Ah, I didn't know where a, you were going for a second. Yeah, I was like, I'm like first, scanning the list. <laughs> yeah. So my first product with was the hot tub handbook. It was an ebook. Mm. And the reason I created it was because Gumroad existed. Like Gumroad oh, had come out. I remember. Out. That was great back then. Yeah. Gumroad had come out and I was like, whoa, they just made it really easy for it me to like load create it. for a lot of people though. I really? get complaints. Yeah, they wouldn't get oh. the little thing to Oh, the little pop-up? Yeah. So yeah, I built uh I, I wrote this book and you know designed it, published it. Uh, as a PDF, and then set up a Gumroad account, put it up on Gumroad, built, wrote, wrote and designed a whole sales page for it, and then did the JavaScript add-on so that when you click the buy button, the little pop-up would come up, and you would buy it all through Gumroad. Uh, I loved it. In fact, I created another product using it, and then when I started Money Lab, my first course, the Asana for Bloggers course, was sold through Gumroad. The only problem was there was limitations because it's not a course platform. It is a digital product. It's like a digital download. download. Yeah. Yeah. So all the videos I could upload to directly to Gumroad, and you can stream them through Gumroad, but it wasn't a course platform. So it was kind of, you know, you could download the videos too. It was a little bizarre. But it worked. And then 
I created SEO for bloggers and I was like, I want it to move on to something custom. So like I wanted people to log into Money Lab, mm. like dot com dot co and have an account and be able to watch and stream my courses and, and then who be able to want like, that. It's kind of cool to have this like insider thing on your website. Yeah, like your own little like thing. And so I ended up going with the oh and the, oh so the reason I even did all this was because one of the products that I wanted to sell on Money Lab was Ernest and Ernest was a WordPress plugin and I had to research how to sell WordPress plugins because you need it um, software licensing and then you need it to like be able to send updates like when you update the plugin it needs to be able to send so that in WordPress you can just hit the update button and it would work and the way that I came across doing that was with a plugin called easy digital downloads, which is free, but then uh. has, <laughs> yeah. And then it has all these up. I mean, I can't shit on it. I won't shit on it. Cause I, it's, I will though. But. Okay. That's fair. I, I it really, I really did like it and I do like it. Um, the problem with it is like it, they, so the, 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 the it's base a way to do it. If you're not a developer, but it kind of gives me pause because why are you selling software if you're not a developer, don't have developers? Right, right. It it does make it, and it's like, it's very customizable almost to a fault because mm -hmm. you can customize things to death. And then if they update something, you have to fix it. And it became, so I was selling, so obviously like you could go on Money Lab and now you could, you know, buy SEO for bloggers, put it in a shopping cart. You could buy Asana for bloggers, put it in a shopping cart. You could buy Ernest. Put them all in the same shopping cart, and then you got a plugin that was updatable, that was based on software licensing, that was recurring, and you got you know a one time. It was really just like flexible for me, mm. and that was great. Uh, except I had a lot of issues with caching in the beginning, and I had a lot of emails into easy easy digital downloads, which you know as you and I know running a plugin is very hard to troubleshoot WordPress plugins because I mean we have to know so much information like how many other what, what are the other plugins that are on your thing they could be conflicting did you add your own code you know cuz you're cuz you can add I your own I cannot imagine supporting easy to downloads it's it's a it seems like a monstrous task and it's a huge code base Ugh. yeah and i was paying um 500 bucks a, a year because I, I bought the whole package because I didn't know what plugins I needed. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just get this mm. per year and then like, fi yeah, figure it all out. And then I'll downgrade when I need to. And plus I was using it for some university and money lab. So it felt like, okay, that's the, a very small expense, you know, because I made a hundred thousand this year, as you know, from digital product sales, like 500, I, I could afford it. Mm. Right. Um, the problem is, is that, I, I, there was, it was taking a lot of my time with customizing it and then having to fix problems with customer service. Yeah, it like wasn't couldn't working. Log in and yeah. So it wasn't how working. many sales lost? To yeah. So I just, um, but I, I, it was up and it worked and it was fine. But then um, I had started to think about moving Money Lab since I wasn't selling Ernest anymore and I didn't really need. I was like, well, all, all I have are courses. And there are products out there that literally are for course sales, like Pat Flynn uses Teachable and like all these other, you know, create and go uses Teachable and all these people that like I, you know, I, I admire and, and respect are using like these platforms. And I'm like, well, why am I not using that? And so I started doing math to figure out, well, 
is it, would it be less than $500 a year to run, you know, my sites? Mm. And it turns out it would be. So I was really looking at teachable because that was the only thing I really knew. And then I go on Twitter and then Justin Jackson was like, have you looked at Podia, which I didn't even, not even, I didn't even know about. And so I looked into that and I talked to Matt Raglan, who used to work for ConvertKit. And he was like, I work for Podia now. He walked me through everything and I was sold immediately. And I like basically moved Money Lab over and like they did it for me. They just took all my, you know, content from WordPress. I just gave them a login and they moved it on the Podia and it was done. And he then, showed me like the finished. And yeah. It's, it's tight. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it got it, me in. N- no one knows that I'm on Podia. You know, because it just looks... Which is kind of like what I want. Not that like mm-hmm. I don't want to promote a thing that's awesome. I mean, yes. we do. But like if they're on one of my sites, I want them to only be thinking about my site. Not like, yeah. oh, and this is sponsored by or run by right, or built right. by. Built yeah, by I don't me. Want, yeah, I don't want to... I don't want to powered by... I mean, it's there, but mm. it's 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 subtle. And d- dude, I... I in, in even in my year in review post, I wrote that that was the smartest decision I made all last year mm. because it saved me money and it increased my sales without and I didn't have to do anything. How do you feel about uh, right message putting their thing? Uh, I don't like it, but you can pay to not have it. Oh, they make you pay more more because they're already yeah. an expensive product. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. A, I'm no. I, I How I'm classy. not a fan of that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it because we've talked about that. Like, should we put the powered by lasso in every every single like display box? I'm like, like if we wouldn't, I wouldn't want it on my site. So how no. could I do it to other people? Yeah, I, I don't I don't want it. Um, Yeah, that does bother me a bit. Anyway, Podia mm. for digital products. Yeah. And they do everything that Gumroad does. They, they do like digital. You can do digital downloads. So I sell carbonate through that as a zip file uh my courses i'm gonna do a membership thing later in the year so there's something to look forward to there that's all within podia uh you could do bundles the upsell thing was the huge thing for me just adding that in actually increased sales without doing anything differently people buy multiple um, of your courses and which yeah, they exactly. might not even know it exists initially they click through to, to the asana course and right and it's after you buy. So you mm. you buy the course and then it's like you want to add these two. We already have your information, boom, boom, mm. and you're and you're good to go. And then all this the the actual storefront is run by Podia and all the sales pages are run by Podia. So when I add a new, you know, course lesson, it's just like automatically updated on the sales page. It's great. Oh my god, dude, pre-sale. Uh oh, we, yeah. we got hit with our SEO thing and I I had like an existential crisis. I'm like, why well, have to find a new business? Yeah. And in like a week with newborns, so I didn't even put that much time in, <laughs> threw a page up on Podia. looks great. $8,000 in sales. Product doesn't even exist yet. Yep. Pre-sales. Like, yeah, it has that I, too. I didn't That's... get that whole pre-sale thing until I did it with them, and it was really easy. Yeah. And Honestly, then also, I like, wish they were sponsoring you right now. I know. I know. <laughs> they, they they may be. Let's, let's, uh, Isn't let's there like a moneylab.co slash Podia? Yeah, moneylab.co slash Podia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... On top of that, they added um, coupons. So they have like a whole coupon section mm. and you can do all these multiple different oh, types of coupons. Yeah, yeah. You can do email marketing through them completely. In, and in the chat thing. The chat that? thing. Yeah. The messaging feature they just added this year, which is like it's it basically adds like an intercom like chat bubble to the bottom of your store. 
So like you can chat with customers who haven't bought yet and actively sell them. People have questions, reservations. It's easy yep. for them to be like, hey, why is this like that? And then exactly. you can just reply. Reply. And then and then people who are actively taking your courses can like talk to you customer service wise all through the app. It's mm. really cool. Um, can't speak highly enough about Podia. But let's talk about ConvertKit. Because okay. that's the other one we use. Um for email marketing, both of us, you use it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think like, oh, how far they can fall. I, I just, you know, it gets the job done. And I don't use it. You know, the thing about it is. Um, so does the plunger that I bought five years ago. Sure. I have not had to replace it. And then, you know, sometimes you don't have to get a new plunger. You just take more frequent shits. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't use ConvertKit. Uh, to its fullest potential. Mm. And so that is my goal in 2020 is to like really kind of, and I say this every fucking year, I feel like, but I don't do email marketing well. I plan on doing email marketing well and I am on ConvertKit. It is not worth me switching right now. It is completely fine for my needs. Um, But if I get to a point where I feel like it is either inhibiting me from doing something or making something difficult for me, um, as I, as I get more, com- as I get more of a power user of it, because I am not a power user of it and switching host or switching email service providers, isn't going to make my email marketing game any better. Mm. It's just, it's just a different tool. You know, I, that tool may have more features, but I don't even use the features that ConvertKit has. So wh- why would, you know, so my, so my goal in 2020 is to use it to its potential. And then if I run up in a, to a roadblock or I can save buku bucks somewhere else and still have all the same features and a better interface and all those things, then I would, I would most likely move in that case. But for right now, I'm not using it to its potential and moving isn't going to make it any better. May and I so, register a few complaints? Sure. So, um, they, they send email, you know, not like a crazy thing and, and mm-hmm. it works. Um, I have issues around deliverability. Uh, I don't know if you know, I'm sure you set this up originally with ConvertKit. You set up like a, a um, DNS thing. Yeah, I did that. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I did that. And there was like some point in the la- in 2019 where they like migrated some stuff. And I guess like, I don't know, I missed an email or whatever. Yeah. And all my deliverability was shit. And they didn't mm. like migrate my thing properly or whatever. Um, that was cool. Um, given you're being, how, you're being sarcastic, it's sarcastic because we pay them. I, their, their pricing is for a premium product. Um, yeah. Podia, uh, is a fraction of the cost of what we pay yeah. for ConvertKit, Um, and their customer service is not cool. Um, I wanted to go from yearly to monthly. They're like, Oh, all right, well, we're not going to give you any of your money back. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I have a, I have an issue with um, if I prune subscribers and I get dropped into a different subscriber bracket, they won't automatically lower my monthly bill. I have to email have to, and how yeah. ridiculous is that? that? They won't rise size your plan. So if you don't say anything, they won't yeah. say anything to you. They'll just let you overpay for no reason. And yeah, a business I, has to make money like that. I it does it does bother me, and I I know he knows about it. So I'm just hoping that that changes in some. Yeah, if he fixes it, he'll cut his revenue down. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, but I've 
you know, you and I are both looking at Active Campaign um as a potential move. Price is lateral. I mean, we're talking like right. essentially the same with I don't know if that's true because uh I I'm not I don't know if we're comparing apples to apples there. You know what I mean? Because I've done a lot of research in. Well, I mean, we'll have to do it to to know. Yeah, because it's not there's fair different to yeah. Because Active Campaign has multiple pricing tiers, like mm-hmm. not just based on subscribers, but based on like features. Mm-hmm. And so, and Pro and ConvertKit just came out with a Pro, you know, feature which is like an extra two hundred dollars a month on top of what we're paying. And I'll, I'll tell you what, like email marketing, you're right, is my is the most expensive piece of software that I pay for. More than hosting, which is you know, running the actual business part of my business where I make all yeah. my money. Like it's, it's kind of, well, and, that, and, and that's the thing, like in your case, yes, that is running your business. I would like to, I would like convert kit as a tool to help me convert, mm. you know, into actual buyers. I do think it can do that. And I do think I am doing a shitty job at it now. And so therefore like I am not giving the tool it's fair shot. Um, the problem I have with it though is I don't know if things are converting because there's no like measure. I have to measure that elsewhere and that kind of sucks. Uh, I feel like I should be able to measure that within convert kit. It's like convert and kit, kit not included. <laughs> convert not included. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, um, but I mean, I, and again, they're, they're a company that um, is still kind of like growing and I'm, and they're adding new features and stuff. So I, I you know, I may stay with them forever mm. or, if things, if I start to outgrow them and outpace them as far as like what I'm doing, the complexity of which I'm doing email marketing, then I will think about and possibly move. But until I run up against that wall, I can do everything I need to do in ConvertKit right now with their limitations. And if it's like, whoa, I could be making like, you know, 50% more revenue switching and having this new feature at this active campaign or some other e- ESP then I'll do that. Mm. But until that day happens, and I, again, it needs, I need to be able to save money plus earn. So it has to be a really good lateral move. Right, where you're for not going to move for the sake of, for the sake of moving. Just and, work for no reason. Exactly. And plus, like, it was like, when I looked at Podia, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like, oh, if I move to Podia, I'll make more money. It was like, no, I'm going to move to Podia because one, I'll save time and I'll, and I'll save money. Like, it was really those two things. Mm. And then, on top of that, when I did it, I ended up making more revenue. So I was like, okay, well, that was so fucking worth it. Because people were you know actually I mean? buying. Right. And I didn't have to change anything in my process to make that happen. Right. So with 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 ConvertKit, if I move right now to Active Campaign, I still have to work harder in Active Campaign. Mm. Where it's like I could do that right now in ConvertKit and then go, okay, well, then I can start to think if I move over to this other thing, it's going to be infinite you know, infinitely better, but so far, but right now I'm not convinced. And I've read a bunch of articles comparing ConvertKit to active campaign, and I'm not seeing any overwhelming support one way or the other. Mm. They're kind of like equal, but hmm. ConvertKit's easier, you know, you know, uh, as an interface versus active campaign, active campaign has more complex features, whereas ConvertKit made those features very easy for, you know, beginners to, to set up and start running with. And that's just like, that's why I'm not moving. I'm just going to try to do as much as I can with ConvertKit, and then we'll see what happens. If, if I find the time, maybe maybe I'll move, and then we'll compare notes. Yeah, all right. Um, so we're still using ConvertKit as our email marketing service provider, or email service provider, whatever. 
Uh, and then lastly, on the website software side of things, um, free shit, Google Drive, Google Analytics. I use Google Data Studio, but not as much as I should be. Uh, Google Analytics is kind of invaluable. Mm. And um, we, we pump Lasso data into that. I pump Podia data into that. That's pretty awesome. I wish I could pump ConvertKit data into that, but I can't. Uh, I don't even know if you can do it through Data Studio. I haven't even looked. And then Google Drive is like part. Of, I, I consider it part of it, but it's really not. Whole whole business is on there. Yeah, Google Drive. Uh, let's move on to business management, mm. the management side of things, behind the scenes. Um, you and I are Asana people now. Yes, I was a tough cookie to crack or a tough egg to crack. Yes, uh, but uh, it's like infinitely easier than Trello yeah. or. To uh, to do list, uh, isolated to do to do list. Yeah, I mean, why do you think you had such a hard time moving over? I mean, obviously, I've been on Asana for years. Well, like you kind of get into, you have your processes, you have your habits. Like every day, for for like the first four or five years of building my business, I used Todoist, and yeah. so like I would every Sunday review my week going forward, and I had mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and then like to go and move me to this thing and then get the team to buy into it because they were on Trello. Honestly, I just didn't want to have to try and get the team to do it. I thought I was going to have right. to kill myself. And so, yeah. you know, it was hard because the yeah. people are resistant to change, but it, it was a great decision. Uh, yeah, I think I, I am I am a hardcore advocate for Asana only because like I've been using it for so long and I know the limitations of the other productivity softwares out there. Right. And it's all in how you use it. So it's not, it is, a, it's, and I, you know, kind of going back to ConvertKit too, like it's sort of the same thing. These are just tools, hmm. right? A, you know, buying a more expensive tool or buying a better looking tool or any of those things doesn't make productivity happen any faster or or make your more make more money. It's really the framework in how you use those tools. Like there are multiple different types of frameworks you can choose from and develop on your own to make ConvertKit work very very well for you. Same as Asana and Trello for that matter, or any of those other ones. But Asana for me, just it it has it has the the benefits of Trello and the boards. It has the um, the benefits of like something like no everyone's like really sucking Notion off right now. Um, I tried it. it. It's overly complicated, right? And it's and it's almost like too flexible. Like there's like a there's a point at which it gets like a little too flexible, and then there's Airtable, which is like a whole other thing, and then there's like ClickUp. I don't know. There's like so many different ones out there, and I think that's fine. But my whole thing is. I rather have a tool to rule them all than have a bunch of different tools that I have to like log into each time to, to work with. Mm. Right. And I have, div- I have figured out a framework to make Asana work for fucking everything. It's all, it stores, it stores, it's store. It's like storage for me. It does all my SOPs. It's team communication now. Cause I mean, the other piece of software that I kind of use is Slack. Are you on Slack? Is your team we on Slack? We created a channel, and, and I talked to Sean a, a little bit on it. We wound up just moving back to text, honestly. Really? Text messages? Yeah, I mean, we we send email, or we use okay. Asana, but it's like, 
hey, I'll be 15 minutes late or, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. We don't have like these long ongoing chats. We, yeah. We meet in person. We have an agenda and we, we talk it through. Okay. Not in so, person, digitally in person. I know what you mean. Yeah. Like through Zoom. Yeah, exactly. Which we should we should probably mention. Not even um, on the list, but Zoom. No, it's not on the list. Awesome. Zoom. I'm talking to you now with Zoom. Yes. Zoom is awesome. Um, I am kind of like off the slack train. Hmm. I think it's um who needs more notifications? And I'm sorry, embedded gifts. I don't want a GIF sent through push notifications to anything that I own. Yeah. I think it's a waste of time. I think it it's if you need to communicate with your team, Zoom. Like mm. one-on-one, set an hour, get it done, move on. Slack, you can waste a lot of time in. And also it's linear, so like you lose conversations. And I I'm just not, you know, it was really good for me. Um, you know, like Michelle and I, my editor, you know, I would she would have a question and she would talk about it you know, in Slack and I would have, we had these like little mini conversations and it was great. Cause you could just have these little mini conversations and be out. But I do think it'd be better off if we scheduled like once a month meetings or once a quarter meetings on zoom and kind of like knock it all out at once instead of like, Oh, I had an idea. I'm just going to run this by you and kind of like fuck up your workflow. But at the same time, like we just use Asana. Like if, if, if she's got an idea for something, she'll throw it in a comment, tag me in it. And I can go and like with context, know what she's talking about in an isolated bucket, figure it out and then move on. And it's not real time. So you're not sitting there waiting for the other person to like respond back to you. It's like, it's kind of like email where you can kind of check in when you need to. I feel like Slack is more for teams that are online at the same time. And they're maybe larger. Like at iHeartRadio, we used hip chat, which is essentially the same, same thing. thing as Slack. And 90% of the conversations were around a lunch. And we were going, <laughs> right, right? You know, and if we were ordering in, who wanted to get Chinese or whatever? Yep. Like work, you just turn to your right, you say something, or you just well, talk directly like, to the person. You don't need an audience. To- yeah. I, I I I wasted a lot of time on Slack, hmm. so I'm kind of like, okay, if we never use it, and I might just get rid of it. It's there, you know, and I have the notifications turned on, but it's like no one chooses to use it, honestly. So yeah, but if I'm not opening it up every day, what's the point? Exactly. You you'd be better off either putting something in a sauna because that's open all day because it's my to do list, um, or or email because I keep my email box tidy. So, ah, that's tidy what I feel way. about Slack. Uh, Google Drive. I love Google Drive. No, you didn't. Like Dropbox. That joke? All right, fine. I I missed it. What was the joke? He said tidy. I said tidy. Whitey. Oh, I did not hear that. Just wants to marinate on that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Google Drive is the shit. Dropbox can suck it. Um, it was just so much slower. You convinced me to convert over mm-hmm. to Google Drive. It was the worst because I had terabytes of stuff. Dropbox like constantly like would crash and then have to mm-hmm. reload. And it, Google Drive just works better. Dude, and it has Google Docs, Google Sheets, Google Forms. Mm. I mean... Like I stopped using Typeform because Typeform started charging, and I love their forms, but Google Forms is free and it's, and it's plenty fine. good. And it's plenty good. Yeah, I mean, I, I wish it was a little bit better, and maybe they'll make it better in the future. But like, I don't probably know. Not, I, but you know, probably not. But I, I, I like it. Um, I use QuickBooks. Use QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, why do you use QuickBooks over like a uh, Wave app or? Um, I used to use Zero. Me too. Zero. Yeah. Um, first of all, my accountants love me so much more, and it was my old mm. accountants, and I my new accountants probably wouldn't even have taken me on if I didn't use them. Yeah. Um, and there's like graphs and great reports with QuickBooks. I want to yeah. see profit and loss by month. I want to. That's honestly really all I want to see, and I want to yeah. reconcile my shit. And I want it to be automated, and QuickBooks yeah. does that great. Uh, I was on zero as well. And the reason I switched was because of classes. QuickBooks had classes, mm. which allowed me to separate uh, what, you know, because I had different brands all in one under one subsidiary. I needed to know how much is university making versus how much money I was making. Mm. And I could classify those with classes. Plus, I did hire an accountant and he had uh, an exclusive deal with uh, QuickBooks and he's like QuickBooks basically comes with this you know this package that I bought from him so it's like oh okay well then oh uh, that's awesome yeah I was like alright then great we, yeah like we I don't pay for LLCs QuickBooks. for things but in the QuickBooks app or wherever there's a switch company yeah here's, yeah so it's easy uh, and I use Gusto for payroll and I and wish. you stopped yeah, yeah. so um, did, did I did I get you to use that? I I love Gusto. It's so it like calculates out what all your tax things will be. You're like, should I make sixty thousand a year? What if I made sixty two thousand? It like shows you how all the number changes immediately. Yeah, but I need healthcare, and so which we, we have through uh, Gusto. You did get it through that. Hmm. Mm. Damn it. I think when it's I- because. Well, we're in Colorado, and I think and Gusto's in Colorado. They're in Denver. Oh, so because I know they're in some markets, and we tried with New Jersey, and they weren't there. I think they yeah. would have only taken us on if we had like ten employees or something like that. Uh, we we got a good healthcare plan through Gusto. Mm. I mean, it's not Gusto's healthcare plan; it's Kaiser Permanente or whatever. Um, but they just kind of facilitated oh, yeah, it yeah. and like pay. Like I still have to pay separately through um, Kai. Like I have to like the company has to pay Kaiser every month, mm. you know. But then. Uh, we got a discount because we're we're uh, the like we're only taking they're taking out some of our from our paychecks or whatever because both both Steph and I are now on Gusto as payroll. Can the company pay for your entire healthcare? It yes, it does. Oh, okay. Uh, it well, and then and then you know it comes out of our paychecks like a small amount, but it's you know like, like you contribute, yeah, right, right. But the company's paying a hundred percent of the. Oh, the company's paying hundred percent, and your paycheck isn't paying. Like I have it set up so zero comes out of me, it all comes out oh, of the no. matters. So yeah, so <laughs> this was this was really difficult to set up and I had to call them a bunch, but um like I like uh my company pays for like ninety percent of mm. the healthcare and then Steph and I like ten percent comes out of our paychecks. It was like a technicality thing or something. Yeah, or some, there's some reason for it. But yeah, it was like, that's kind of how it works. So, you know, like the co- company, like everyone, if you have healthcare through your company, yeah. you pay some of it. The company just like, you know, fronts oh, okay. most of it. Well, okay. So, so we use Trinet and the way that mm-hmm. Trinet works is first of all, they screw you hard. And then after that's done and you get back up, yeah. Um, <laughs> then uh, you're under their like umbrella of all these companies. You, so like, oh, right. I technically work for Trinet. And right. so everything comes out through that. Um, and then 100% is covered. Or, or I mean, the company pays for 100%. Yeah. I have Aetna, which I guess is cool. Yeah, it's good. Um, I would have stayed with Gusto if that was an option. Honestly, knowing what I know, um, I would have stayed with Obamacare. Oh. <laughs> right. I know. Same. Um, 
But yeah, so we're using Gusto, and I do love Gusto. And no, my accountant turned me on to them. Hmm. Um. Anyway, and then um, let's move on to podcasting. Hmm. Roll. Let's, let's I, we blow. do that sometimes. Yeah, uh, Zencaster. We used to record our podcast on both List of Money Matters and Money Lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have looked in, we have tried using Squadcast in the past and it did not work for us because the audio quality wasn't there. You said it was uh, better. We, we should check. Yeah, but, uh. yeah, I went back and like, because I, I did a couple of like guesting on other podcasts and they were using Squadcast and oh, I looked, com- yeah, it got way better. Mm. Um, but I just haven't checked on my side of things. Like, I haven't checked to see if the audio quality got any better mm. um, or if it makes sense for us. But it's the same price as Zencaster. And Zen- and I do have my problems with Zencaster, don't get me wrong. Um, but the one thing Zencaster does, which I love, is it's auto syncs with Google Drive. Whereas I know Squadcast does not mm. yet. I'm sure they will. Uh there's this other thing that came out this year called Descript. Do you remember that? Ah, uh, looks super cool. Did not try it yet, though. Did not try it either, but might be something to look into. Not sure if it's gonna work for what we want, but we'll see. Um, might be good to record audio for a course on that. Hmm. Because you could like it, like read your words, makes yeah. them words. You could like drag it around, and you sound natural. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, supposedly, as yeah. as the sales video suggests. I, I mean, it was a great sales video. I, I yeah, I you, got you. Literally, it. it sent it to me because of the awesome sales video. Like, let's make a video like this. Oh my god, I love their headline. It's how you make a podcast. Ooh, period. I like that's how you so, own. That's so baller, right? That's baller. Oh my it's, god! I I need to write this down because I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna deviate their copy line. Okay. For, for it, it it looks fucking cool as shit. I <laughs> we'll see if it's a if it works for us in the future. If I look at it, um, for podcast hosting, we are both on Megaphone mm-hmm. and. We have the same account. We're all kind of like on one account because it's just uh, cheaper that way. And um, how do you feel about Megaphone right now? Uh, towards the end of last year, I renegotiated the fee. And so mm-hmm. we got like 35% off Back. or at least less. Okay. Um, so to kind of like put it in perspective, I think now we're paying for all shows about 600 something dollars a month. And it it automatically runs ads for Listen Money Matters where we don't place it. And that mm-hmm. brings in about $3,700 per month. And so that like fact that I just make money doing nothing, uh, I love Works. it. Works. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the biggest reason we're on Megaphone is dynamic ad insertion, mm. which and, is what, yeah. I well, mean, like uh, you you listen to this episode. Like when I, when I go back and I say, this episode is brought to you by... It's we just automatically insert a different MP3 in there for an ad. So if you're listening to this in two years and you came out with a new course or a new product, you slip it in. And like the whole thing of you, you create this podcast episode and it's monetized once and then it's kind of like anyone could listen to it, but it's like yeah. not, you know, and all your downloads or your back catalog, which is listen to my matters problem, burned me up. Now mm-hmm. it like we just make money on the back catalog. We sell back catalog impressions now, um, which is like found money. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it for that. And and it's not for everybody. If you like you kind of have to have a big podcast for it to really be, you know, and not that Money Lab's a big podcast. It's really listen, money matters that's on it, that's paying for megaphone and money lab's just like, you know, 
there because why not? Yeah. And uh, I before I used before I jumped on with you with transistor, I was using or <laughs> with megaphone, I was using transistor. And I have to give a shout out because um, I am planning on another podcast. Um, and what a glutton it, <laughs> for punishment! You are. I know. Uh, and it will be on, be on Transistor. Oh, I, I I know what it is. Fine, moving on. Yeah. So it will be on tra- uh, Transistor because I still have an account with them. Because I curious, know is, I want. Is it a limited run podcast? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was just curious because I was like, that's. Oh, it's a lot of, yeah. It's a lot of work. But. Once a week for the rest of your life becomes oh, no, a lot of no. content. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, no, feel no, no. it. Um, so I will be using Transistor, and I do love Transistor. It's so freaking easy. Um, so moneylab.co slash Transistor. Mm. There you go. Uh, for editing, good. That's the only affiliate link you dropped. No, you you dropped Podia for me. Yeah, I dropped that one. That doesn't count as you dropping it. Okay. Well, then we could do moneylab.co slash convert kit. All right, fine. And by the way, all of those links powered by Lasso, getlasso.co. Mm. So moneylab.co slash any of the company names, most will work. If they don't, yeah. Just... Asana will work. Yeah. Moneylab.co slash Asana. I Does don't WP know. Engine work? Yes. That's um, a cool 200. You'll, you'll yeah, it's 200 deliver bucks. to Matt's pocket. I don't have Gusto set up yet, though. Dude, should get that. That's set a two hundred dollar Amazon gift card. I know, I know. I should. We have an article um, LLC versus S Corp. That's great. I do it, need to create. It basically th- pays for everything I buy on Amazon. You know what? I should probably create like a post on Money Lab that breaks down my entire like business management, like behind the scenes, like how I manage all the things that you don't ever see, like QuickBooks, Gusto, like all my Google Sheet stuff, like uh, Asan. Like I know. Yeah. What, what are you waiting for? I know. Anyway. Brilliant, Matt. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, so for podcasting editing, we use Logic Pro, and I think you use Audition? Yes. Okay. Um, I've just been a Logic Pro user since like it was called eMagic, and it was a German company. We used and- Logic Pro. Pro X when yeah. you were doing the show, then Thomas came. He like jammed audition down our throat. We all uh-huh. cried a little bit. We moved. We'll never move again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aud- audition is actually Cool Edit Pro. So it was like an old uh uh recording system that I also used to use back in the day. Um, not when I was doing multi-track recording, but doing like single track recording uh with Cool Edit Pro. And I re- I found out that Adobe Audition is that software. They bought huh. Cool Edit Pro and turned it into Audition. Um, but yeah, I use Logic Pro, 200 bucks, one time fee. Audition costs 50 bucks a month. So, <laughs> but you have Photoshop know. and Illustrator. I, so I own I'm, it. I'm, I paying have it. it. I'm paying it anyways. I'm paying it anyway as well. But I like Logic Pro. And as far as gear, gear, I'm using. Um, we're both using the same SMB seven or uh, SM7B microphone, which is overkill. <laughs> if you want to do podcasting, you're is just there gonna getting be like started. A show notes here where you link to all these things so people can sure. like buy it and yeah, I'll figure it out because I have I have look a these really are fancy all chair. Yeah, right. You have the 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 we have the same chair. Yes. as well. What chair? Um, what chair is it? Uh, the Arion, yeah. the Warren Miller, right? No, not Warren Miller. <laughs> Wait, wait, Warren Miller's the 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 ski video guy. 
Uh, the microphone we have is a SM7B. It's like a three hundred and fifty dollar. Uh, I think it's two fifty. No, I think it's three fifty. It's a broad. It's like a. It's a. It's like a broadcast microphone. Like radio stations use this microphone and have been forever. Because I was shocked at how cheap it was. I was like, I want to get the best one. And yeah, it's the Shure SM7B. You need a mixer with it. Okay, it's four hundred on Amazon right now. <laughs> okay, then we'll see. Yeah, so you need a a mixer with it, and you need to have a lot of gain. Um, you can either use a cloud lifter, which is like one hundred and fifty bucks, and then that can go into your computer through some sort of like um, USB card reader, which you have a uh, the an Mac Mackie Onyx. Yeah, Mackie Onyx. I have a Mackie Onyx Artist now, which yep. is just one interface or mm-hmm. two. Some one or two, and then I used to have yeah. a blackjack because I didn't have this the artist back then, and it's like I guess three interfaces, right? And something. so you would have to crank up the gain on that because this is a really gain, um, like it's it needs a lot of gain to power this microphone. So you would need um, to either crank up the gain a hundred percent, or you can use something like the cloud lifter, which is like a piece that goes in between, and that'll allow you to use the phantom power button on your uh, controller. Now, uh, you might be familiar with the Focusrite Scarlet, which is what I have. I have a no. really big version of it. You're not familiar with it? No. Most podcasters, if you if you have it, they're, it's a pretty popular one. I have the Scarlet rack mount version, so I can put like eight inputs or something, where the Scarlet 2 is just like two inputs, kind of like what you have, the, uh, the Onyx or the Artist. We just invested in... Um, uh, oh, the 286S, mm. uh, the DBX 286S uh, microphone preamp and processor, and that allows us to uh, add a compressor to the mic. And let me, and let me put in layman's terms. I yeah, I live please. in a pre-war building in Hoboken. There yes. are dogs barking from the building next door that goes through the two brick walls. It's echoey. Uh, I always kind of sound like shit. Matt got me to buy this thing, yeah. and it sounds like I'm in a professional sound booth. Now, now I am maybe possibly in a professional sound booth, but back then, uh, like Laura could be yelling on the phone in the other mm-hmm. room, and you literally wouldn't hear it. Yeah. So Sean McCabe on Twitter turned me on to that. I looked at uh, Caleb Logic's videos on how to set it up, and it was dope. It is, it is awesome. Mm. Uh, you could do all that, and that's fine. And there's a whole article on Money Lab about setting up a professional podcast setup like I have. Or you could scrap all that shit and just get a Audio Technica uh, ATR twenty one hundred USB microphone, and that thing is friggin' awesome. And that's what I use when I travel, because it's kind of all you need to podcast, to be honest. Uh, and then going into uh, quickly about uh, video software and video stuff, um, I, I I don't know if I'll be doing a lot of videos this year personally, but um, you know. I am using, or I've used uh, a Canon 70D. Uh, there's a 90D that's out now. Uh, you know, I have a teleprompter. I have lights, uh, really cheap lights from Amazon that were like 50 bucks for a whole kit, two soft boxes. I use, um, yeah, just like, just, I, I, I bought a, I mean, it's almost not even worth going into, but again, there's also an article on Money Lab about this. But um, the the I love Canon products as far as for cameras, um, and I think like 
you can get a but but uh, honestly like you can get away with an iphone nowadays it, mm. it's so good um for my course i plan on iphone yeah i'm gonna get a little and, thing for my stand to attach the phone to uh yeah there uh i have the joby it's like a little like uh how do you spell that is that the one with J- the circular leg things? That- yeah, uh, the J O B Y. Um, also, I also have a Switch Pod, which is uh, Pat Flynn's and Caleb Wojcik's product. Uh, and that's what you know. You could set that up, and you can buy a little thing that attaches to it that you can uh, put your iPhone on, and then you could just use your microphone, the one that's on your desk. And I would recommend using not the microphone and the camera always. Just use a separate microphone and record it. You know, either within the computer or within the camera. I also use, you can use a, um, if you have a uh, iPhone that Rode makes a shotgun mic that you can attach to it, which is probably pretty decent. And then I have the video mic pro plus from uh, Rode that attaches to the top of my Canon 70 D DSLR. And it's a shotgun mic works really well, but you still have to be in a decent room because it does pick up the whole room. Um, but it does sound way better than the camera audio. And so uh, I recommend that if you're going to be simple, if you're going to do vlogging or anything like that. Um, and yeah, I have a, a teleprompter. I forget which one it is. Glide Gear TMP 100. And I dig it. It works with an iPad or an iPhone. Um, and the lights, I keep it simple, man. I just get the lights from Amazon. They're like 50 bucks, two soft boxes done and Ooh. my camera gear is like cheap dude cheap and pre- creates pretty fucking decent video you know i know you can get a little crazy with camera gear and you can like really scale up and jump the shark and yeah yeah it's just i don't know if things get that much better as it as it goes up hmm. i mean i know visually you know if you're into that kind of stuff it does but you and the uh, three other people who will notice yeah right right yeah um so it's all about the content, baby. Mm. Mm. Mm-mm. Uh, so I don't know. Is there any other piece of gear that or tool that we missed that we didn't cover in this super long episode? Only because I just glanced at my desk and I'm like, I own three of these. Um, the hinge dock. What's that? So the thing I, th- I think you have it where you just drop your laptop into. I don't have that. How do you connect your laptop to your whole setup? I have two, I have two out, two plugs for each monitor that I plug into it. And so you manually plug in two wires every time? Three wires, one's for Three Ethernet. Three wires? Yeah. Every time? Yeah. Oh my and god. So, wait, the so Stone Age over here. Wait, so you <laughs> drop Wait, you like take your whole laptop. I just and You like drop it in like a toaster, like a piece of toast in a toaster. Yeah. Yeah, you've seen it, right? No. Yeah, you have. You're on my office the other, whatever. Yeah, but I didn't notice it. Yeah, I just put it in. It has um, USB-C that comes out of it. Uh, and my monitor, everything's all hooked up and set up. And so I pick my laptop up out of this recording booth. I go over there, mm-hmm. drop it in, go home, drop it in there. And it just all my setup is hooked up. My mic. Wait a minute. But then do you use a wireless mouse and a wireless keyboard? They're wired, but they could be wireless. No, I mean, look, dude. Wire. Oh, there's... But, it's, a, it's a USB. I have a USB thing that goes USB to USB-C that goes into the monitor. 
and the monitor goes into the hench dock. So one of the, so I had the one you had that one thing that was like kind of a curve and you stuck it in that and it like just kept your laptop upright but you still had to plug wires into it. it that was like imagine that but it actually plugged all your shit in automatically and it was perfectly made for your laptop so it slides in like butter and just pops yeah. out and like angels sing every time you do it until they change the laptop uh specific you know until they move the USB thing a, a, an inch, and then it's like it I guess it fit. depends how baller you are. If you're getting a new laptop every time they change the specifications, well, the I am getting a new laptop. How much? Uh wait, do you, can you buy it on Amazon? Henge Dock. Yeah. Oh. So it is. Oh yeah, you uh, can. One hundred eighty nine dollars. That's expensive. I think it was cheap when I got it because a company bought them, but uh. Oh yeah, this is kind of awesome though. I mean, dude, I am taking and removing my computer from the dock many times a day. So part of the problem that I had was because my mouse, I was having an interference issue with my mouse and keyboard when I had when I had it when I didn't have the laptop directly in front of me and it was off to the side. It was like the the Bluetooth was getting like the Bluetooth like keyboard wasn't was interfering with the mouse and it was like all jumpy and stuff. And as soon as I move, I would move the, the laptop to the front and it would fix it. And I just like, Oh, I guess I can't. And then I sold that little dock thingy. Cause I was like, I guess I don't, I can't use it cause I can't put it right in front of me. So you have it off, but your everything's wired for you. So it makes sense. Yeah. I could just do that, but all right, that's pretty cool. Hinge dock. I dig Hinge. it. Like Stonehenge. Hinge. Stonehenge. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm looking around. I bought a shredder. I didn't have a shredder. I have an I didn't have a shredder for six. Yeah, so did I. I didn't I haven't had one for the longest time, and I'm like, I was like, ah, who gives a shit? But now I'm like, I give a shit. My sister was telling me she has a, a nest cam at the front door. To yeah, kind of see whatever, and she saw kids, little kids, going down the block on each side of her block, just going into mailboxes and taking people's things. You know, wow. because it's really easy to get personally identifiable information. And I, yeah. I'm just, I have been obsessed. Anything that could remotely be of any, whatever I shred when I'm done. Same. And uh, I also bought a firebox. What's that? A fire safe. Oh, I, I have one. Um, had it during Sandy. Turns out they're not waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip. Uh, well, mine's upstairs. So store all my personal shit in it, but that's not business. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, I don't have anything else. If you do, you know, throw it in at the last second. Uh, you can check Overtone out Overtone Acoustics. <laughs> oh, acoustic <laughs> uh, anyways, panels. Yeah, I need. Yeah, I need to buy acoustic panels. You can check out my entire list of favorite business tools over at MoneyLab.co/slash/about. So go down and you'll see all the tools that I use that we mentioned here on the show. So I, do I scrolled have down in the notes, saw that I'm like, ah, gotta steal that later. You like that? Yeah, it's, it's a good idea. Uh, we yeah. have to be beef, beef up our about page. Yeah, I mean, I figured, you know, instead of having a resources page and an about page, mm. should it just all be in the same page? Make it like ridiculously epic. True. That's my thought. Mm. Now, that's not controlled by Lasso, but it, mm. it needs to be. Mm. It will be. Uh, I want to thank Adam Rice for sending in my new middle name. I wish I was a little bit taller, and I wish I was a baller. Skilo. I wish I had a gir girl who looked good. I would call her. And of course, I got to thank Andrew by Mandrew for joining me on this episode of Money Lab. Yes. Thank you, my friend.
head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges and email me Matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on this show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. I got some good ones. Mm-hmm. Got some good ones. If you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please leave a review. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 